Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans, by average movie fans. This is episode 67, I'm pretty sure. I'm Justin, and I'm here with senior co-hosto Juan. How's it going, Juan? Hola, everyone. I'm excited to be back recording a normal episode. After our last two episodes, the trivia show and Garbage Pill Kids, the movie watch along. You mean my trouncing of you guys? Yeah, and Kyle's like mute voice throughout the entire fucking thing. <laughs> but Kyle is not here with us tonight, so it's just me and you. Let's get it started. Sorry, folks. <laughs> well, on this rousing episode we'll have some some i'm I'm definitely gonna say interesting movie picks you moocher (laughs) some discussions and updates and we'll start off with the pick of the week which is the interesting part my pick is daddy's home which came out december 9th 2015 will ferrell mark Wahlberg, and linda cardinelli it was directed by sean anderson um, I mean, this movie's just fun. Like Will Ferrell, great at the physical comedy and playing that sad, lopish dupe. And you got Mark Wahlberg playing the tough guy, badass father. And they play great off of each other. They were great in the other guys. It just continued on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a, a grand old time, a, a, a fun family movie. Always worth a watch. When did the other guys come out? Which came out first? Uh, the other guys came out first. I'm pretty sure that came out a few years before Daddy's Home. Oh, 2010, yeah. Wow, that's been out for that long. Wow. Yep. Yep. And, well, and now here we are with John's pick of the week. Hmm. Well, that was a nice choice. So I'm going to go with my pick of the week, which was the <laughs> sequel, Daddy's Home 2, which... <laughs> Brought back Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, and then you add in John Lithgow as Will Fer- Will Ferrell's father, and Mel Gibson as Mark Wahlberg's father, as well as John Cena as Wahlberg's daughter, uh, stepdaughter's father, and Linda Cardinelli is back. This came out November tenth, two thousand seventeen, and was also directed by Sean Anders. Um, I think I like the sequel better because it adds. Mm-hmm. The dynamic of Lithgow and Gibson, like, kind of like how you said Will plays that, like, poor sap. John Lithgow played that role in this one. And Mel Gibson plays the badass uh, Padre. I think I think it was what his nickname was in the movie that he wanted the kids to call him. And that one scene with the um, the stepdaughter turning the heat up. And they're all standing out there arguing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know uh, when he's cutting down the tree. A lot of memorable moments in the second one, as well as the first one. But two good movies. Yep. Well, one, I think the first one was better, but we'll, we'll, we'll sit with that. <laughs> I'm just always for the original. Um, okay. All right. Now, we'll move along to what we've watched. And. I think I'm going to go first because I've got a real nice, simple, short, concise list. Um, 
Uh, so I I did obviously watch Hidden Strike. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, and then I, unfortunately I watched Lyle Lyle Crocodile with the kids. Um, not a big fan of that one, but watched it. And uh, watched uh, a movie that really, like, I would say it doesn't hold up, but it probably, it didn't really hold up when it was made anyway, but Revenge of the Nerds. Just really? Straight up rape. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, I watched that. So. And we did watch one movie when we were together. We did watch Garbage Pill Kids. Yeah, but that counts as, you know, for that week that we watched the Garbage But Pill. we didn't share what we watched that week. Uh, yes, we did, because we watched it together. It was a yeah. watch along. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, for my list... Right, I'm going to take a nap now. Yeah. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> so, I, I started off with Poltergeist, the remake. I don't think I had ever seen that, but it was interesting. Uh, I watched Garbage Pill Kids, the movie, uh, Impulse. I watched the Undertaker, the Last Ride documentary, which is like five parts during like the last two years of his career or whatever. Then I went an Ice Cube kick and watched Barbershop, Barbershop 2, Back in Business, and Barbershop, The Next Cut, which then, of course, led me to Straight Outta Compton and Boys in the Hood. I love Boys in the Hood. I watched uh, Relentless, which is the story of Diamond Dallas Page. I watched Haunt. I finally finished Insidious 3 after a month and a half from when I started it. And I watched Fair Inc. Have you ever seen Fair Inc.? Uh, I don't think so. We're going to cover that in October, I think. That's a really good movie. Fear.com.com? No, it's... It, it's like an extreme haunt that they bring to you, like they cater it to you, and it's got the um, smalls from the Sandlot in it, and it was kind of funny, but kind of scary at the same time, so maybe we'll watch that in October. Um, and, of course, tonight's movie, Hidden Strike. So... Yeah, it was quite the list I had there. Not as long as others. Yeah, well, I've listened to a lot of music and podcasts lately. And plus, I had somebody at my house for a week, so a lot of video games were played. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now it's time for our main topic of the week, our Fresh from the Stream discussion. Dan Striker. Okay, well, we're canceled now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Starting mm-hmm. early, baby. Starting mm-hmm. early. Hidden Strike. Two former soldiers face nonstop danger as they travel along one of the most dangerous roads in the world. Directed by Scott Waugh. I, I, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. July, it was released July 6, 2023. And it is categorized as a thriller slash mystery. It has a runtime of one hour and forty-two minutes. It's an streaming in streaming exclusively on Netflix. It stars Jackie Chan as Leo Fing, uh, Luau Fing, whatever. John Cena as Chris Van Horn, 
Paulo Aspek as Owen Paddock, Rachel Holloway as Raider, and Amadeus Serafina as Henry Van Horn. Um, I want to note, I did find something interesting. What's that? The role of Chris Van Horn was originally supposed to be Sylvester Stallone. But he had to back out due to filming Creed 2. And the role was given to John Cena. Wow, so you wild. figure Creed 2 came out. They're already on like four or five now. They're on three. <laughs> but Creed 2 came out in 2018. So you figure 2017 is when they were filming this. Yeah. Or when it was originally supposed to film and Stallone was attached. So. Well, there was a lot of CGI in this movie, so that yeah. probably what took a while. We'll so that fun little yes. physics-defying ending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. so, all right. So we start off with a dragon, Luo Fang, uh, evacuating a oil refinery after. Mm-hmm. Some attacks on it. Mm-hmm. Um, were you worried when you started watching this that you were going to have to read the entire movie? I'm feeling. I'm feeling you are. <laughs> Based off the text that you sent me earlier, and <laughs> seeing subtitles. Now, I will admit, I am not one for subtitles. I do not like subtitles in movies. I don't like to read when I watch a movie. It takes me out of the movie. But yes. <laughs> I dreaded watching, putting it on after you, the text that you had sent me earlier. I don't care. I still say that had like this been like done in Chinese and then John Cena had been dubbed and all the American voices had been dubbed after, I, I would have called this the greatest movie of all time just because they would have done that. Um. <laughs> and then I started having flashbacks. <laughs> To the first movie we watched together on this podcast, The China Salesman. <laughs> and I said, fucking A. He <laughs> did it again. He screwed me again. But once John Cena started talking in English, I was a bit relieved. But Yeah, that, that made it a lot easier. Yes. So you got Jackie Chan. He's, he's, he's evacuating. Quite the elaborate plan. Got a lot of buses. Little smoke mirrors type deal going on. And then you enter Senior John Cena or Chris Van Horn uh, out golfing off the back of his truck when he gets offered, you know, the old job of a lifetime. One more job. It's always one more job. Every time, it's always one more job. I will say I did like that, you know, he did have a sense of humor. Yes. Um, it was I... a little, it was a little bit forced. Some of the time, as John is wont to do, um, but some of them were pretty good. I, I did appreciate him going through all those different nicknames yes. for the dude with the tattoos. Tramp stamp. That was that was fun. One-eyed snake. <laughs> um, then the uh, other nicknames he had for the crew, like Tomb Raider and um, shit. I should have written them down. I wrote down nicknames. Yeah, Bald Eagle. Not just any Bald Eagle, the Bald Eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
Um, but he does wind up reluctantly agreeing to join this his brother and this band of misfits on their mission. Which, when 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 you're watching it and you're 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 learning the backstory of Jack Chan's character and. You find out, oh, this girl that he's there, this, that's his daughter and all that stuff. And you, you get to hear that, you weren't there for your my mom and all that. And me and my mom and all that. And he's all yeah. God and country. Um, but then they come up on that, uh, the sandstorm. How, how, do you, how, how did you like this, this first real action sequence there with the misdirection? Of well, the- I mean, before they hit the sandstorm, they hit the... Um... Uh, what was it? The death road, oh, highway yeah. of death, the highway of death, and to see the little kids out there and um, using the cars, and he's like, "There's no bomb, there's no mine," and they drive through the two cars and they explode. Mines <laughs> were off to the side. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, pushed them off, but then they still exploded, even though he told his daughter that there was no uh, bombs. Um, that was interesting. And then when you get to the sandstorm, I've been in a sandstorm in Iraq. Not fun. Well, this look this looks fucking ten thousand times worse than the one I was in. And but it was very well like I thought that was genius when they revealed that it was the top uh, the um Jet engines. Uh, yeah, the jet engines that are were causing the sandstorm. Like that's genius. Yeah, it's a little. I think they they maybe over exaggerated it in their CGI way, made yeah. it look a little bit bigger than it should have. Because um, yeah, they were big jet engines, but I mean, let's keep it to within reason. They made it look like it was blacking out like entire mountains. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, but I mean, just in it though, like all how they have the the dune buggies jumping through in between, using the hooks to spin the guy, uh, yeah. crash through the. It was a pretty well done little action sequence there, where they're raiding in on the buses and getting the, only the two buses that they need, and get the people that they need off of said buses, and. And I mean, the fact it, that they were able to figure that out, that was. Yeah, well, with the X on the side and all that stuff, that's mm-hmm. you know, there's a pretty good, pretty good little action sequence there, um, and then it was you know accentuated by the uh, the after action once they figure out what's going on, they pull mm-hmm. over, figure out that those buses are missing, and they hop up in the helicopters and get chasing after them. And the helicopter chase was really good. Yeah, um, when he blew up the uh, that first dune buggy there, that was pretty cool. Um, and then they take down that helicopter. I mean, it, it, at a certain point, obviously, he's 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 already kind of wishy-washy on this whole mission, seeing you know the, the few people that they actually have in that transport there. So, so you you figure, 2017 was five years ago. Uh-huh. Jackie Chan is 69 now. He would have been 65. <laughs> And still doing his own stunts, I assume. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the, I think some of these were more green screen stunts than they were 
Um, but still, at 65 I, years old, to still be doing that, like I, I think they left a lot of that out. Because, um, like, like that when during this thing, when he's coming down on the rope from the helicopter and he does the hell hang upside down thing, that just looks yeah. like green screen the whole way. Yeah, um, and I mean that's fine, but to still do that himself, I that's yeah. still pretty impressive at that age. And you know, that's always been one of his key facts about him is he does his own stunts. Yeah. But it is, I mean, he he is great at it. Um I mean these this there's this few of the few of the fights in here kinda loses the plot between you know plausible believability and you know that error. But yeah. And there's a few little leverage flippy especially coming up here when he's you know, first confronts Senior Asina. Um, but before they get to that, um, Cena decides that, you know, after they get people there, finds out exactly what's going on by the uh, uh, guy from the uh, company there deciding uh, they're going to take what's theirs. Yep. He decides, you know, he, he doesn't want none of it. He knew he was getting lied to. He, 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 he saw the writing on the wall and decided he was going to up and out. Didn't yeah. have pleasant consequences for his brother. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're showing pretty heavily that he's a man of character. And, you know, he has some moral compass. Yeah, I mean, it only goes so far because he was willing to go there and kill people. So, <laughs> I mean, it it seemed like you know he was kind of misinformed as to exactly what the mission was. It he was, was to get these people there and then collect their money and go home. But obviously, there was a lot more behind that. And you know, when he saw how the situation was playing out, and that guy, I believe it was, I think it was Owen, he was like, "Fucking, I'm out," and you know. 1630 be at the village with my with the rest of my money and sadly his poor brother gets killed like you know 30 seconds later yeah no if that not even as soon as he was walking back and you know then to have jackie chan spotted up in the helicopter and follow it even though I was a little confused when the guy was like, well, I'll make it there. Yeah, the helicopter. Like, yeah, he's like, I'll make it there. But yeah, I, I get that little one. Like, cool, was so. he saying that, like, you think the helicopter would have been fully fueled for a mission like that? They weren't really. Well, it had been, but they had been, they, those helicopters were up escorting. Yeah, and we're still in true. continuation of that whole action sequence. Yes, that's true. So I the helicopter had spent a lot of gas trying to find them. Um, but yes, no, you're right. That was confusing AF. Because then all um, of a sudden, Jackie Chan is down on the ground. Yeah, walking the, to the village. and Where he needs to be, the village where Chris is staying. And Yeah. This, this is where it gets a little kind of weird for me. This whole mm -hmm. scene when they first come across each other. They're throwing yeah. the baseball back and forth there. Yeah. You know, fishing in the desert. You fool my people! And that back and forth. 
And I, I love when he gets the phone call and, you know, he says, playing catch with an idiot or whatever he said. It, yeah. Something. I knew that was going to come back to bite him. And, uh, but yeah, no, that was, that was good. Um, but that whole throwing it back and forth, like, it was awkward. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't make any sense. Because, like, you knew Jackie Chan's character wasn't going to do anything to kill a kid or in front of a kid. Yeah. Obviously, Cena's not going to do that because he's playing catch with said kid. But and I to mean, have it that weird conversation with the throwing the ball, I don't know. They could have done that better. But I, I, I think the whole purpose behind that was to kind of show how they're a lot alike, but not like, you know, because, you, you know, you see John's character when he's driving the buggy through the sandstorm and taking the people and stuff like that. But then he goes back to the village. He's pissed off. He's frustrated with his brother. And all of a sudden, the kid, like, throws the ball to him, like, catch, catch. And he makes time for the kid. And I'm okay with that all the way up to that point. Perfectly okay with all of that. It's just this interaction between the two. But I think that interaction is showing like how they are a lot alike. Million of ways they could have made it way less awkward. <laughs> but that's the thing. This is like, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm here to save it, my it, people. And... It kind of reminded me of like when there's two new like second graders and they're meeting each other and it's kind of like you know oh, dinosaur shoes and i hate your baseball shoes and they're like, oh well we both hate this okay we're friends or you know the um the the batman superman your mom's name was martha too oh yeah. yep we're best friends that like I rank this awkwardness on that level of awkwardness and how okay. silly that was. Yeah, and I, you know, that might have been the comic relief because, you know, because they're sitting there throwing the ball and they're throwing it harder with each throw. Kind of like the, um, what would be like the example? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, well, whips the ball and then he yeah, catches it barehanded. My, my favorite part of that was it was pretty damn clear that Neither of the two of them had ever played baseball before in their lives. Because <laughs> they were both so awkward in their throwing. Now, if they had done a like a one shot the whole time of them just they throwing the ball it. back and forth. It would have worked a little bit better. But... It would have been a little better. But, you know, when they're like cutting the John and he throws the ball, then they cut the Jackie and he's catching the ball barehanded. And then he throws the ball to the kid and the kid catches it. And that's how they end the scene with John going, wow, hey, wow, you really caught the ball. Wow, good job, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, that was a, that was weird, but. Yeah. So he plays his catch, realizes his brother's not coming, goes to find brother at the uh, satellite array or whatever the hell they called it, and finds him dead. One of the hostages, a couple other guys, one of the hostages did. Yep. And 
of course, Dragon Fang comes wandering in and Cena gets a drop on him and they start their first real hand-to-hand combat action sequence here, which again, mm. I mean, is pretty good, but there's just some of that, some of Jackie's flip, you know, momentum flips and kip-ups and they just, they defied the laws of physics. Gravity yeah. and common sense. And throw in the little bit of comedy in there, like when he throws the box on, on his foot. And he's like, yeah. oh! And then, like, he kicks up the box. Jackie slams it back down on his toes. It's like, okay. So it's definitely... I don't know why they would categorize this as a thriller when it was really like an action comedy. Yeah, there was a lot more comedy in this than I was really expecting, even though it had Cena and Jackie. Yeah. But like, and when Cena had him up, you know, to go give him a few or whatever, and he starts spinning him around his head. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Let alone in an actual fight between two people. Why would you do that? Once again, I think it was going for the comedy approach. But, and then all of a sudden, they're both holding a gun or a, a grenade. Or Jackie has the grenade. And the French guys walk in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, where's my money? Well, it's not here. Okay, we will leave. Oh, they're going to shoot you. Why do you say that? Because I wanted to shoot you when I first met you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that that's that's along the lines of, like, a Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Lethal Weapon type of line. Like, Yeah, and then you go through the whole, they're getting just hemmed in with machine gun fire, and he's like, you go get the grenades. You're closer. And then towards the end, he's like, you go look. Yeah. He goes, no, no, look, Father, don't look in just one direction. And then he fires <laughs> a pistol inside to get his attention. Yeah, that, like, and that was funny. That was good. I like those. Those are great jokes. But some of it just, you know, that was good realm to be in. Some of it just went a little too far in the fighting. Like, let's let, let's talk about when the French guys walk out. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, like, they're acting all hard and shit while they're in there. And then... Okay, get the pin in, get the pin in, get the pin in. <laughs> you know? Well, like, they want to blow up. Yeah. Well, yeah, but um, then the shootout when he's like, magazine! And he tosses him a magazine and he's like, ammo? Mm. Oh, what kind of ammo? 7.62? Oh, okay. And he's fucking digging through all the ammo, like throwing round after round, uh, loading it. Like, and then you get to when he starts throwing grenades. Yeah. Pull Where the are they? In the bin? Pull the, the bin? bin. <laughs> I pulled Why the bin. Why would you pull the bin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that way over the top comedy. It was, but like that at least was you could see that happening. Trying to yell, they're in the bin! Pull the yeah. bin! And you got rounds going off all around yeah. you, so I just, you know, 
Um, just stop defying physics with our fighting. That's all I ask. So the budget for this movie was $80 million. That's, yeah, well, Jackie Chan has a lot of money. He makes a lot of money. I mean, this movie has probably been out over there for a couple of years. So. <laughs> Give or take, and it made um, opening weekend in the Russia and the Commonwealth of Independent States, it made $364,410 oh, no. opening weekend. But it made a gross of one million six hundred eighty-two thousand one hundred and four international, and six hundred eighty-five thousand one hundred and forty-eight just in the Russia and Commonwealth of Independence. So, yeah. So it did not make its money back. Not even remotely close to what. <laughs> but I'm sure Netflix played, paid a pretty penny for it to be a Netflix exclusive. Yeah, probably. So, probably. All right. So they go out to his poor truck, Susie, at this time. Susie was later. Okay. Um. What was that? That truck's name? Eleanor. No. Eleanor. Was it? I don't know. I can't remember the first truck's name. I don't really remember the second truck's name. But with all the bullet holes in it, Jackie Chan. Um, you got a flat tire. Flat tire. Yeah. Um. Dad joke. Yeah. So they go back to the village to kind of regroup. And Jackie's daughter's there now. Mm -hmm. And he's singing, Old MacDonald had a farm to the children. Like yeah. he is apparently the leader of this village. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what they say. And one of the interesting things where he comes in and he goes, Oh, the big dog is here. When Roman Reigns, yeah, that, but it's kind of funny that he would say that considering Roman Reigns' character was the big dog around this time in the WWE. Yeah, well, I, I found that interesting, but probably on purpose, yeah, probably. I'm surprised it didn't, you know. Well, he was, had the other, the other issue going on around that time when he was defending you know, his Chinese remarks, so. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that this is out, now at least that clears that up for me, and I know why he did what he did. <laughs> yes. And I, I do remember around a couple of years ago, like 2017, 18. Yeah, he kept, they kept putting that picture of him looking like uh, Mao there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in uh, China. Mm -hmm. and a lot of videos of him but so uh two-face the tattooed guy shows up in the village and well actually they have the talk when they're sitting outside and he's talking about hey like you know that girl's a fine piece of ass yeah that was a, that was a pretty funny scene and he's like that's my daughter <laughs> and, oh, oh <laughs> okay and probably should have seen that yeah yep yeah, they uh Go to shake hands and Jackie Chan fist bumps instead of uh, shaking his hand. And then they see the intruders from Two Face, you know, the tattooed guy and his little band of Merry Misfits. 
So he sends Jackie Chan up high, and he goes low. I mean, this this was a pretty good little action sequence of them moving through the town, kind of going through the miscommunications they're going to have with their yeah. hand signals and their you know their orders and what, you know how you how one group says something and the other group says something completely different. Yeah, you know. So I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I did like that. You know, what, what do you mean turn around? That means hang loose and <laughs> yeah. let's have a beer. Six o'clock. Call six me. o'clock. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but it was a pretty good little action sequence. So, and then you know, towards the end there, where they hit him with the rocket and they knock him down from the uh, the steeple there. That was a pretty good. There was. Trying to think of the scene. There was there was one part in that whole little scene in the village where I just was just like, oh, when he's like rolling while the guy's shooting. Like when Jackie Chan was rolling and the guy's firing the gun and he's just missing him, and all of a sudden he grabs the gun and pull, flips him over and Oh yeah, he was, like kind of ran around him. Yeah. Yeah, like Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I know another one of those bad movies. guys in movies are a bad shot and all, but I mean, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Again, you kind of, sometimes you can suspend your disbelief, but other yeah. times it's just, eh, you pushed a little bit too much. Were you surprised to see all the villagers come out with guns? I mean, not really. Um, the way Cena was standing up for them is made sense yeah. for them to stand up for him. Um, I did enjoy the fact that they're like, "Oh, you don't want the phone? You want you want a bag? Oh, hold on, let me go get that." And he just goes <laughs> yeah. in, gets it, and just gives it to him. He's like, "I'm yeah. not. Uh-uh, I'm here to protect them, not you." Yeah. You know. So I thought that was. And that's that when nice we learn wrinkle to it, you know. That the code handing them yeah. what they wanted. And they left. They actually left. Like. Yeah, you don't expect that either. No. Um, but I guess you know when you're gonna get that much money. Yeah, and. So that's when you learn that in the bag was the codes for the what could be the greatest oil heist in history. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. But don't but, you worry. John Cena and Jack Chan on top of that shit. Yes. <laughs> so now they are um they go to where tattoo face is and they lure him out by throwing a knife at him which was on one side and then John Cena happens to throw a fire hose and hits him in the head and they come rushing in and proceed to fight with this guy who kicks both their asses for a little bit and then proceeds to fight back, disassemble a few weapons, and escape. Yes. Um, and you got Cena goes off to try and stop all the oil being pumped. And Jackie stays behind to fight Mr. Two-Face there. Tramp stamp. Graffiti, whatever you want to call them. Um, 
the whole gas <laughs> fire suppression foam pit fight. My God, really? That was some of the silliest shit. Yeah, then he's got seen. those two things attached to him, and he's and bouncing, bouncing around. So contrived, so over the top. So unnecessary. But once again, I think was added for that comic relief. This is Jackie Chan movie, so you expect some kind of over-the-top fighting that's happening. And the fact that he's covered in foam, they're both covered in foam, and then finally he overcomes graffiti or whatever the hell you want to call him. Launches him into whatever that big thing is there, the cooling tower or whatever it was. Yeah. Um... Gets the upper hand, and John Cena is now out chasing the delivery, the other oil trucks. Yep, he gets off trying to get after her. And as they're leaving, Jackie Chan's daughter shows up in the... um, Susie. Susie, yes. And all he's worried about is his car. That's a new clutch. That's a new brake. That's a new shifter. That's this. That's that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's again, you know, during these these kind of scenes where they kind of, he kind of overplayed the whole, you know, we're American type trope. Yes. You know, with the, the whole car thing. And then you keep a machine gun under your seat? I'm American. Of course, I got them everywhere, you know. Yeah. That, Okay. Um, <laughs> they go through that whole chase, winds up flipping the truck because she doesn't listen to him. And that that's pretty funny. He's just flipping because his truck is now gone. And here comes Jackie <laughs> in the in the jet truck. Yeah, pulling up. He gives and... the old, "If you make a flat tire joke, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you." I was just gonna say, "Get in, let's go." <laughs> He was about to say it, though, because he was at a loss for words. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in the truck there, you know, the seatbelt thing again. Back, we didn't mention it earlier, but you got to pull softly. Yeah, he rips the seatbelt off. <laughs> Which, to be fair, if he can pull that off, not going to stop him in an accident. No. Just saying. If he can pull that off, not going to stop anybody. Mm-hmm. So... They begin their chase now. They're in the truck. They mean, hey, can't catch them without it. So Cena decides, let's let's use the jet engine. Mm -hmm. They use the jet engine to intersect these three tanker trucks. And this is where they just thought of physics and said, nope, it's out the window. So it comes screwing in. Hits the rear end of that first truck in line, <laughs> which causes Cena to go immediately out the window. Which yes, <laughs> that that will happen. You're done. Um, but the truck spins, and the jet engine's still firing, and that firing causes the second truck dude's face to just melt instantly, and that truck explodes. Sending it in a direction. I'm sorry, but it, like 
how did the the truck explode and the tanker didn't when the tankers that goes straight up lands on the other one i i can't even explain it anymore i'm already lost i know that's not the way it happened because what i just described could potentially happen through physics but what they showed just it just didn't make any sense the tankers yeah. were the one of them was just standing up it's yeah. just standing and then it just explodes casually I, that well, was just too much for me <laughs> but that in turn does get owen all burned up yes but he just keeps on trucking this guy is the little cockroach that can he keeps going somehow after just obliterating a couple tanker trucks the jet truck is still good to go too it's spewing a few leaks, you know, from it has the water. Some leaks, but shouldn't still be going. Um, but so damn it, it's stuck in the sand. No, it's stuck in the sand. Yes, it gets stuck in the sand. They put down a little rent. Yep, it's it, it's like a giant sled. Yes. And they get chasing after Owen. They hit Owen. They're coming up on a cliff. Tells John to jump from the cockpit where John's on the side of the truck, can't hear him anyway. No idea what's going on. They manage to get Owen slides out from in front, gets lodged up against some rocks, but his cart's still hooked to the truck. And Jackie quickly ties his daughter up with that hook and rope. They jump out of said truck before it goes hurtling off of the canyon and they land against the rock wall still attached to the little go-kart there um which at this point you're thinking how is this going to work itself out mm -hmm. they seem pretty screwed mm -hmm. mr bad guy's up the hill there i don't know why he did it the way he did it me you know if i'm that evil guy i'm gonna look hey that thing's hooked to here somewhere let's just unhook the rope that probably would have solved his problem. But no, he guns his engine and takes out all the rocks that are holding him up, thus releasing his truck to go off the cliff. He thinks he's going to get away with it again. He's going to pull Jackie down with his daughter. No, uh-uh. Jackie Chan's too smart. He unhooks his daughter. They do some weird psychotic flippy thing. They're free. Owen's dead. And they are now stuck on a cliff on a sheet of rock face. But wait, there's more. At some point, Chris got off that truck farther down in the cliff than even they are at this point, alive, without a scratch <laughs> on him, and he manages to climb up to that very same cliff. I mean, hoorah. Miracles never cease. Yeah. Except for how daughter now is just all infatuated with dad and they never resolved anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was a little confused as to when Cena pulls himself up and I'm like, oh, I figured he died. I figured maybe he would have jumped off of the truck when it was going through all those warning signs that would have been assigned to I think I'll let go of the side of the truck and just yeah. maybe be okay. 
and why they didn't jump out of the truck while it was going. I mean, yeah, I would have definitely jumped before it got to the edge. Because obviously they saw the signs, they saw all the barrels they drove through, they saw the rocks, they saw the bad guy. They should have gone out the sides, not out the front. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Well, it's, a... yeah. That whole thing, again, physics, <whistles> gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, did they even show them getting off the rocks? I can't remember. No. And I literally just watched this That's like a half did. an hour ago. Nope. It, it ended with them standing there yelling help. Yeah. Um, and they went to credits and then they showed. No, no, they went to the village. Was that before credits? I think yes. it was part of the credits. So they're back in the village and it shows all the villagers getting the around water. the well. And the water comes up. Everybody's happy, and you see Jackie Chan's daughter there. Yeah. No, and that then, was after, because before that, they showed them stopping the tankers. They showed Jackie's team going in, getting the bridge of the tanker. Yes. Did that. Okay. And then they went to the village. They were tying up the loose ends. And then they went to the village, and that's where Jackie Chan and John Cena get the water up and running. Mm-hmm. And then you can... And then... Jackie's team shows up. We've just gotten a new mission. And he looks over at uh, he tells his daughter to stay away from him at first. You know, when they first get out of the well, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, you want to come with us? And John's like, Yeah. And they fist bump. Mm-hmm. And credits roll. But then they have um a few other scenes, like mid-credit scenes. That was during the credits. Okay, so after that, then they show them. That was it. That, that was, was it? it. That was it. That was the end of all the scenes. Yeah, and then they went to the bloopers. I'm sorry, that's what I was thinking of. Yes, they went to that. Yeah. Um. Because it's Jackie Chan. You get to have the bloopers in there. Yeah, and you know, this, like when they one scene where he goes to load the gun and he slides over and. He kept fucking it up and he did it like three times. Uh, when they do the scene where John shows up and puts his fist up through the, win- the broken window. The wrong fist? Wrong fist. Oh, this guy. Oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, when he's doing the description of his daughter. Yeah. That booty man. I'm a freak. I'll eat ass. I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you look at some of John Cena's movies that he's done. Um, Cock blockers, uh, vacation friends, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good with comedy. Yeah. Even Daddy's Home. Peacemaker, Daddy's Home 2. Um, you know, he can be serious when you look at roles like the Marine or 12 Rounds that he did in his, the beginning of his career. But the only thing that bothers me about him is some of his fucking facial expressions. Thank you. I was about to... If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> he looks like he has to take a shit 90% of the time. I mean, I said it when I got to your house and you had that picture of your family yeah. there with him signing. He looks like Jim Barney. He yes. He really does. He he really needs to do the Ernest movies. He's the only person who can do 
justice to the Lord. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, some of the fighting facials for being a wrestler as long as he was, how as high level as he was, yeah, his facials suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you look at his wrestling career, you know, he was a good guy for 99% of the time. And, you know, that's smiles and when he tries to be the, you still have to do the fighting angry fighting from underneath face you know you, you yeah. gotta have that and he just in this movie yeah he was he was off like uh, so yeah. bad especially like during that first fight where they're fighting and he's kind of what do you mean are you friends don't do that no he did a movie called The Wall it's a uh, military movie came out probably like six or seven years ago and he's not in it very long but he was serious throughout the movie if he had made the faces he made in this movie in that movie that would have taken me out of it but he was very good in that movie if he had channeled that when he did this but then again we don't know if that was the director's like you know yeah. make a face like you're pooping you know like you never know yeah yeah so but yeah, um, how about the length? What, what, do you, what do you think of the length? Uh, it's, you know, an hour and forty-two minutes. minutes shorter. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, there, there was some of it. I just, like I said, didn't really agree with it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. Like I was talking to you before we started. Like just some of the comparisons between. You could tell it wasn't a Hollywood movie. Yes. Just because of the way some of the things resolve themselves and how some of the, um, you know, the main narratives were, you know, mm-hmm. country, country, country. Yeah. Um, and just the way that Cena kind of played played up that overtly American, Americanized foreign yeah. idea of guns, it's cars, golf, and women, you know. Golf balls off the back of his truck. Yeah. Like redneckish, yeah. You know, it's so. I mean, the script and dialogue—it is what it is for where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about the um, effects? A lot of effects in this movie. Effects there was a lot it? of effects. Some of them made sense. A lot of them didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had some cool explosions. The explosions were cool, but. Some of them just didn't make any sense. Just the way they happened. Same with a lot of the fighting. You know, you, you expect a lot of good action scenes in a Jackie Chan movie, and normally he always he always has a few things where it's like you have to suspend your belief, you know, for a few seconds. You know, yeah. maybe it's a flip that's a little bit out of nowhere. Or it's just a series of kicks that, you know, or one of his, you know, I'm using the chair and I'm going to sit in the chair and I'm going to go under the chair and hit you with the chair. Yeah. I expect those things, but I think it was a little bit too much of that in this one. Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of, they, 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 they went into the well a little bit too much and dug a little too deep. And Multiple, multiple fight scenes. Yeah, long drawn out. That could have been where the fifteen minutes came from. Yep, to shorten it, but for some reason they felt that it served the point. Um, character development throughout the movie, their friendship. 
I mean, yeah, I think that between Jackie and John, it worked. Yes. It was a good development. They they you know, you could you could follow it, you could see where they were, you know, there was, you know, some conflict and there was all that. The one I didn't like and it did not develop, even though it gets resolved, is father daughter. Yes. I mean, they, they went through this whole you weren't there for me and mom, all this stuff, and he's he's got that quiet, well, I was I had a mission. Uh, and then at the end, she saves he saves her, they're on that cliff, and there's no like yeah, he has her diary that he had and the picture, but like that's just that's just not enough for that that big yeah. I understand moment. Like like we were discussing earlier, like a lot of times there was one the uh the one um with um Thor there that was on uh, Netflix too was it extraction or whatever that one is yeah. that just had the second one. The whole second movie is based on his relationship with you know the ex-wife, mother of the child, and how he couldn't face it and all that. And then, oh, yeah. I couldn't. And, and and he has that inward reflection, and then it winds up, you know, it all comes together. There's a reflection. Yes. Yeah, there's a solution. There's 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 an all around. In this, it's just no. The daughter will understand that you you just got to do what you got to do. And that that so like that explanation works sometimes, but, but it didn't work here. It doesn't work for these kinds of situations. Yeah, you know, because even here, if you're in the military, but you know, your you know wife is dying at home, they're gonna give you some consideration. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe not a lot. But if it's happening over months and months and months and months and months, there's going to be time where you're 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 allowed to be there. Yeah. You know, unless it's obviously you're in that situation deep in the muck over there, and you know. But at that, and, if you're that person, you probably don't have a family, so it's. So there's yeah. one thing as as you were talking, I kind of it just kind like dawned on me. And the scene when he's fighting Cena the first time, uh-huh. before the French show up, and John goes to flip the forklift. Yeah. And Jackie's next to. Yeah, his he stops brother it from hitting. Yeah. And he like moves the brother, even though he's dead already. And once John realizes what he's done, he tries to stop it, but can't. I think that kind of shows like. Jack, like Jackie's character, respects family. I don't think it did. I, I well, what, what, what do you think? That, no, that was his brother. But then, why would? Well, I, I they they respect dead bodies anyway, you know. Yeah. So he's gonna pull it out. I think. I don't know. I, I think I think he had said like you know they killed my brother and right, but there was no you know that yeah. is my brother they killed. I don't think, but. I could be missing that. But I think when, when John flips the forklift yeah. and then, oh, no, and realizes what he'd done and tries to pull it back, Jackie looks over and goes, okay, that's his brother, moves him out of the way. So, 
Um, do you think there's a sequel potential to this? Oh, it, uh, if it hasn't already been released over there, I'd be surprised. It's Jackie Chan. If, if he wanted a sequel, he made a sequel. I don't want to see a sequel to this. I want to see John Cena, Jackie Chan, buddy cop movie. You just want a Rush Hour remake? Not even like a... You mix a Rush Hour and Lethal Weapon? You know... Jackie Chan. Samuel L. Jackson already did that. It's called Loaded Weapon One. National yeah, but Boom. yeah, I know, but <laughs> and it it could be like the same as the other guys. You know, it's two polar opposites, and but I'd like to see them do another movie together. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure he will. This is. I mean, I was watching Monday Night Raw prior to. Uh, Recording and they did have a graphic up congratulating John Cena on the number one movie in the U.S. and worldwide. So I thought it was ranked number ten on Netflix, but I think that they might be talking about that he was in Barbie. No, they they showed Hidden Strike. Oh, okay. They showed the it was the number one movie when I watched it this morning on. Netflix. Oh, so maybe it was number one. Maybe I just depends okay. on what time you watched it. I think. No, I just couldn't. I, I'm going blind, so I need to start wearing my glasses more. Anyway, but uh, do we recommend this movie? Yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's not the greatest fun. movie, but it's funny. There's a lot of funny moments, memorable like memorable moments. Um, yeah, I just don't, like I said, don't don't expect everything to make sense. Yeah. I admit, when you said this, I was like, oh, okay. But then you said this could be a hit or it could be a miss. You never know. You know, and Um, then when I saw your text earlier, and after kind of reading up, preparing the notes for it, I was like, oh, this is going to (laughs) suck. And the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, yeah, this is going to suck. This is going to be one where I fast forward through parts to get through it just to get through it. But it captivated. Like it caught like it caught my attention and I watched the whole movie. And you know, it's a hell of a lot better than the Bahrains of Insurain or whatever the fuck that movie was Kyle made us watch a few months ago. So oh yeah, Kyle. I said it. The Banshees of Insurain, I believe it was. It's something like that. But it, you know, it caught my attention, and yeah, I mean, like I say, it was a fun movie. It, it's got explosions. It's got some good, cool, fun fight scenes, and it's got some over the top crap that just doesn't fit in anything. But if you can ignore that, it's 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 yeah, it'll it'll eat up an hour and forty five minutes, and you, you'll hardly know it's gone. Yeah, and time actually flew by when I was watching it, and you know. Will I rewatch it again? No time soon, but someday. Out of five, what are you giving it? Three point, uh, th- three point five. Uh, you're a little higher than I'm. I'm gonna go three. Right? Three. Kind of hang out there in the towards the middle. Yeah. Uh, um. Got a five out of five. 
5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 1 out of 5 on Collider, 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So it's, it's kind of all over the place out there, but it's still pretty new. And 78% of the users on Google liked it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I only heard about it this week, so um, yeah. there you go. I, I, I didn't hear about it until you said it. Yeah, well, there you go. Like, I don't really watch Netflix that often, but all right. <coughs> Excuse me. Moving on. It's time for some movie news and updates. Um, the trailer for Saw 10 dropped uh, yesterday online. So we were all able to watch dropped at a film festival earlier in the week, earlier in the weekend. But yesterday it dropped. Justin, what do you think of the Saw 10 trailer? Um, so I'm intrigued and I'm worried. Because, uh, I mean, this is, this is, I love the Saw movies. Yes. We've I mean, seen a lot of them in theaters when they came out. saw a lot of them in theaters. I almost got arrested with some in my backpack. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I want it to be great. But then I, I saw it. And... It's going back to like, like it's in between movies. That seems that, to be all lately, though. Huh? That seems to be all the rage lately. Let's yeah, but a prequel. Like, uh, you know, let's but, drop but it. But the in thing here. is, like, like that's how a lot of the twists played out in these movies, in these Saw movies. You know. You think you're looking at, you know, when you're watching these people in the saw traps, they they set it up like you're looking at it now, and then you know, however long into the movie you find out, no, this this happened, yeah. you know, thirty, you know, three months ago, um, and then there's others where, oh, this happened a while ago because they got you last time, and it's like, no, this is happening now, and you need to get there, and you need to stop this. Um, so this kind of takes that away, kinda. Um, they could still do that. Um, but to go with, like, a piece that's just, it just seems out of nowhere. I don't know. It's hard to explain so, to me. Um, my, my take on it is the only way they could bring back Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith and characters from the past was to insert it to, I believe, it's kind of in between Saw three and four, I think. Something like that. Well, no. I mean, they did try going a whole other direction with uh, Spiral, the Book of Saw, with Chris Rock's character and Sam Jackson, and yeah. Um, but I'm excited for this. And yeah, I mean, it's tough because you get multiple dead characters. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, but I think once you once you find out exactly where this film takes place in the in the series, like, I think it's just an excuse for horror movie writers to go after <coughs> go after what go after insurance companies for what they're doing to the American medical yeah system these days. But you know, <laughs> you know. I, 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 I do have hopes for it, but again, like I said, it just that kind of thing worries me. Yeah, and 
like Shawnee Smith's return, that was a surprise. I didn't hear anything about her being in it. I knew Tobin, Tobin Bell was going to be back. Um, and I thought maybe they would kind of do like flashbacks. And, you know, I but, love Saw's flashbacks. To make him look younger, they just put a hat on him backwards, you know? Yeah. And I mean, some of it is like, because it, depending on where it falls and, and how the first ones, you know, how these previous ones have gone, where you have specific detectives working at specific points, and then this detective dies and all that. And, and now you're going to have these other crimes that are just going to get inserted in. So which, I mean, are we going to see, which cop are we going to see? Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's it's tough to do it like this because so much of it has been fleshed out and solved. You know, so it's, that's kind of what has me is that it's, it's, now they have to change it. They have to change what has already been done. Yeah, or they figured out a way to do it, and I will be completely wrong. But and now they're introducing know. introducing this whole concept that he went to this like Mexico or something and had a procedure done, and they didn't perform. They didn't say. Yeah. They, they didn't do what they said they did. Yeah, and I mean that's again that's. So I'm, that's a big I'm, thing. That that would be like when they're going through all the other things. Like that would have been a oh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I don't know. I mean, with everything coming back now, like Texas Chainsaw just had a new movie. Um, I'm sure there's I can't think of off the top of my head, but I think they're like okay, you know, we tried the Book of Saw five years ago. It was missing one thing. When you think of Saw, you think Tobin Bell, mm-hmm. Jigsaw. You think of the pig pig mask. You think of Shawnee Smith. So, okay, how can we incorporate this back? Okay, well, now we have to go in between three and four or four and five or whatever it is and kind of give that take. So, I mean, are you, are you going to watch it when it comes to streaming yeah. or whatever? Yeah. I'm gonna oh, probably. I, mean, I never said I wasn't gonna watch it. I, yeah, I was just I'm worried to to know where it goes and hope that it you know it fits and it's not just making a saw movie to make money. Yeah, that that I don't like those movies that are just there to cash grab. It's saw. Yeah. It's got this guy. It's got that girl. We're gonna make money. Yeah. I don't want that. I want I want it to be a saw movie. I want it to. Surprise! I want it to have a twist that you're not going to see coming. Yeah, you know everybody so. says that M Night Shyamalan, Lama Ding Dong's twist are the best. Sorry, he didn't come up with that twist at the end of Saw. That yeah, the original one yes. has to be one of the best film twists ever, bar none. Yeah. All you right. Know, so, so it comes out September 29th, 2023. Comes out uh, I think a month earlier now, or a couple weeks earlier than originally planned. So. Interesting. Strikes will do that. Yeah. But uh, in other much, much sadder movie news, actor Paul Rubens, better known as 
Pee Wee Herman has passed away after a private six-year bout with cancer at the age of 70. Mm-hmm. Our condolences go to his family and friends and fans. Um, I mean, he was great. I mean, he grew up with Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yep. Sure, he had his little run-in with the cops there. But, you know, as a kid hearing about that, you thought it was something so much worse. Yeah. You know, he, he's just in a theater. And, yeah, it was a porn theater. Like, he shouldn't it, have done it, but he shouldn't have gotten ostracized the way he did for it. Yeah. Especially now with, you know, a lot of things that are coming out in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he, he still came back. He was in Blow. Um, he was in Mystery Men. He made another Pee Wee movie for Netflix. It wasn't very good, but he did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I believe he yeah. took the show out on tour too at one yeah. time. And he had a lot of, you know, he had a lot of parts in a lot of major movies. Yeah. Um, so that is sad news. He will be missed. Yeah. Well, condolences to his family. Um, next week, we're going to be covering Pee Wee's Big Adventure. In honor of Paul Rubens. Um, so look forward to that. Say so we time to close the bar. What do you think? Absolutely. So, <laughs> I don't know where I am now. You lost me. Yeah. Thank um, you all for joining us today. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the episode and found some fantastic movie recommendations. But before we let you go, we want to make sure you stay connected with us. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at The Movie Bar Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at The Movie Bar Pod. We're now on TikTok at The Movie Bar Pod. And be sure to visit our website, moviebarpod.com. And don't forget to email us what you guys want to hear at themoviebaroutlook.com. And be sure to follow all, follow the Movie Bar Podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen to, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Um, You got that last line. (laughs) We do live celebrating the joy of being average movie fans with y'all. You gotta come back and explore some cinema together with us. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a stool, sit back, and let's enjoy the movies. We'll see you at the bar. Bye. Bye bye.